1: What else are you passionate about? And, and you know what? Let's go ahead and start with you, Carrie.
3: So for me, it's, it's really about helping and educating people. Um, I, I love helping people learn new things. Um, and, and, and that really stems from, I never want anyone to feel afraid or ashamed to ask for help. And I think that comes along with, you know, my, my son, you know, being autistic and, and um, you know, I was always afraid that, um, you know, he would be afraid to ask for help or that, you know, the education part of it, that, that people might make fun of him. And, 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 and so um, I just, that's, that, that's been my passion for, you know, 20 some plus years is it, just, you know helping and, and educating people just because I don't want them to feel ashamed or, or afraid to ask for help.
1: And that's good because it's I think it shows strength it makes you stronger just to learn and across the board and you mentioned earlier about how you um, finish your degree here at Humana by uh, maybe using the tuition assistant and and uh, I get I'm right there with you I did the same thing yeah uh, so I understand how you see the 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 learning part of it as well as you have a servant's heart as well, I can hear that. Thanks. Mm, yes, well, what about you, Matt?
4: I, I, I'm really passionate about uh, speaking up and helping others speak up. I you know it's something that, that Tim Huval mentions, I think in, in every meeting I'm in with him. And I, I always think to myself, it's like how, how are people not speaking up and, and getting stuff done? Because is one of the key missions of inclusion and diversity is, is to bring, you know, different ideas and different perspectives to the table so we can get the best possible solution um so through through ind and the nrgs you know i think that's huge and then also you know from a a psx perspective you know every year uh we put 100 people through our program down at disney and they speak up and they say you know what in my area i have this issue or i have this problem and through psx and through my working with them we we kind of take their project and say, this is what I need to fix. You know, run them through the Disney program, have them speak up and say, this is how I think we should fix it. And then through PSX, we kind of have a little bit of that, you know, push to open up doors and, and, and kind of strong arm the leader, so to say, and say, you know what, we need to get this done. You know, and I'm, I'm proud to say that in the three years that I've been helping with PSX and, and consulting on those projects, we, we've moved the return on investment from somewhere in the $10 million range to in the last year, over $70 million of return mm-hmm. on investment. Wow. So, you know, and and I'm I'm not, by no means taking taking credit for for that. It's the people running their projects, but. Sometimes you just need, you know, somebody there and an ally to to stand next to them and say, you know what, you are going down the right path. And have you thought about this? And let me connect you with, you know, to your point about networking, let me connect you with these other people. And all of a sudden an idea, you know, a spark, uh, a project all of a sudden turns into, you know, $7 million savings and keeping, you know, hundreds of people out of the hospital and moving them from, you know, being diabetic to being, you know, being more healthy and, and getting up and, and being with their family and doing the things they wanna do. You know, so that, that's my passion is getting people to speak up because every, there I say this to our PSXers all the time, I go, you, it's very hard to, for you to tell me that there's nothing wrong in your area. There's always something that can be fixed at Humana. You know, I know that's not the best thing to say, but there's always something that can be fixed. And if you know what that is, you should speak up and say, I think we need to fix this, and I know how, and then we go through and we do it, and then we go on to the next one because there's always something else to fix.
2: <laughs> In anything, there's just always going to be opportunity for improved efficiency, and you know, the more we can build that into our, our associate population, the faster we're going to move with the company. Uh, the minute we get complacent, the minute we we say that, oh, no, nothing needs to be changed, you know, we're already behind. So. The, the work that PSS, PSX does is absolutely amazing. I got to go through it myself and it was in my tenure time at Humana, it's by far been the most impactful experience um, in terms of business growth and development and just uh, like understanding and really living the values and the perfect experience culture. Um, it's just so cool. So I just wanted to throw that in there.
4: Yeah, I, the, the one thing I really, the, the phrase I really, that makes me just cringe is, that's the way we've always done it. Mm, you know, that, that, thing, sure. that thing that thing gets me every time when somebody says, well, this, well, that's the way we've always done it. Like, that, the way technology has improved in the last five years, if you've always done it one way, there's a 99.99% chance that it could be done more efficiently, it could be done better, it could be done quicker, it could be done with higher accuracy. You cannot tell me that. We've always done it this way is the best way to do it. I, I, I am hard-pressed to, to agree with that.
2: Agree.
0: Well, so Tara has shared a little bit about a very impactful event, Disney PSX, and I'm hopeful that the next time this gets rescheduled for Disney PSX that I, I'll be there. I was supposed to go in November, so I am I am ready, ready to go and thrilled for when that gets rebooked. Um, so upon building upon that some impactful things, um, Matt or Carrie, could you share about some um, books or certain individuals that have impacted or embraced kind of who you are and helped shape some of your, your thought processes and, and things of that nature? Um, Sure. So for me, it's, you
3: know, hands down my son. Um, So as I mentioned before, he's autistic and he was actually diagnosed at a very young age over 20 um, some years ago. Um, and, And as he got older, kids um, and even some adults, unfortunately, were, were just not the kindest. And so um, I, I really kind of felt it was my duty as, as his mother and just, you know, as his advocator to kind of, you know, promote that acceptance and, you know, inclusion and try to raise, raise awareness, um, you know, just for him. And, and then, in general, people with disabilities, and so that's kind of what you know has impacted me and just really you know inspired me over the past twenty some years.
1: You know, you have to you have to be on the lookout for Mama Bear, right? And you just want to absolutely, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still use that phrase with my with my children that are grown, and um, and you have to be their advocate. So I understand exactly what you're saying, and and just be an advocate for for many. And you're in the as a co-president for Access Energy and and then Matt, I know you have an answer as well. So please share.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty avid reader. So a lot of the stuff that's kind of shaped my thinking, um, love Malcolm Gladwell, um, his books, uh, Tipping Point, um, Multipliers, uh, Freakonomics, also by uh, Stephen Levitt. And uh, Stephen Dubner, uh, I listen to their podcast, or Stephen Dubner's podcast as well. And even this uh, last uh, speaker that we had at the uh, the Perfect Experience, Summit, Dan Heath, with his book Upstream, um, just just trying to get myself to to bring in other perspectives and think differently. You know, you know, because we we all we all have kind of in and we all come from one place. So getting to understand different perspectives and being able to think differently and kind of open your mind to other perspectives, I think has been key in in my life to to succeeding. Uh, if, you, if you kind of stayed on one path and put the blinders on, so to say, you're probably not gonna get very far. But if you kind of sit back and listen and take in other people's perspectives and look at things differently than, than what other people are looking at them. You're able to add different perspectives or ask different questions, even to see if you can get different answers. And I, I think that's that's what's really kind of led to, to the success that, that I've seen.
0: Yeah, intervisionist history is so good. I absolutely love Malcolm Gladwell taking a, a look um, at some of the different things, like things that I remember happening um, in history, The uh, like the gas pedal getting stuck. On one of the cars, and he investigates that a little bit further into potential things that happen. So Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history is kind of what springboarded me into listening to into uh, listening to podcasts a little more often because it was just so entertaining. I just couldn't couldn't stop listening. If you haven't yep. listened to that one, it's a good one.
4: Great podcast. Yep, I agree. I listen to that one as well. Great one.
0: Mm
1: and i've had had the pleasure of listening to dan heath um at the perfect experience summit and uh interesting perspective and it was it was i just enjoyed following along with with his thought thought process just like you said because everybody has different thought processes and you can learn so much from so many absolutely um now you all already touched on what was the path that led you to become the co-presidents uh uh, and your passion around the NRG and so forth. So, can you tell specifically what the NRG stands for? And Matt, can we start with you?
4: Sure. And Carrie, feel free to fill in any any gaps I, I might leave here. Um, uh, Access Energy um, is, is here to to speak for and speak up on behalf of people with disabilities or uh, people who are impacted by disabilities in their lives. You know, like like Carrie and myself. Um, we are not by definition disabled, but we both have people very close to us in our families that are. And by, by this NRG kind of connecting with, with not only the people that are disabled, um, but also have people that are close to them, we're able to speak up on, on behalf of them. Um, I'll, I'll give one pretty great example that, that's just happened recently. You know, Humana did something really great by sending out all those masks to, to every, every member and every employee. And I think I got two packages of masks um, as well. Um, but what we didn't think about and what came from speaking up from our members was that the masks that loop around people's ears, if they're wearing a hearing aid, um, would get caught in the hearing aid and rip the hearing aid out or cause them problems. Um, so um, Margo on our, on our leadership team, you know, kind of reached out to Tim Huvall honestly and said, you know, this is the problem we're hearing, you know, how can we fix this? Um, so, through Speaking Up, um, we, are, we are now able to order mask extenders for people that go around the back of their head and not around their ear. Um, nice. And Access Energy is, is sponsoring that on behalf of our budget. Um, we have a link out on our SharePoint site, go slash Access Energy, that if you need them or somebody in your family or even a neighbor needs a mask extender that doesn't go around the ear because they're wearing a hearing aid, um, you, know, you can reach out to us fill at the form, and we'll get some sent out to you at, at, at no cost. You know, we'll cover that through our NRG. Um, so we're just here to speak up and, and try to make everybody's lives a little easier, because if, you, you know, to your point earlier, if you can bring your whole self to work and be your, be your authentic self, um, you're able to do your best work. Um, so hopefully through the work that we do, we, we can help associates do their best work.
1: Nice and thanks for providing an example of um, what you all are doing to make a difference and um, Carrie do you have anything to add?
3: Yeah, so, and really Matt's story kind of goes along w- with with Access, you know, so when we started out, um, and, and everyone here knows Humana loves acronyms, right? Yeah. Um, so we thought, why not have one of those for ourselves? Um, and so just to just to kind of let you know, and, and sort of the, the acronyms around Access mm-hmm. really represents that story that Matt just told. So it's advocating for awareness, um, connecting communities, collaborating ideas, empowering everyone, supporting success, and strengthening Culture and when you hear about those mass extenders and 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 how we you know came um, you know came about all of that that kind of just it it, it covers every one of those you know in that acronym um, and so um, it's it's just really cool how it's all come full circle.
1: And thank you. I knew that access was an acronym, but I I completely forgot. So I appreciate that you uh, went through the. Uh, and just gave us more of an understanding of what that, you know, what ACCESS stands for. Love it. And with your NRG, you know, I'm. We all celebrate certain months of um when, depending on like Breast Cancer Awareness Month was the month of October for Women's Network Resource Group. So we were. Um, providing resources and and offering support and and just just letting people know and getting the word out about breast cancer awareness and um, what other type of events do you all offer does access NRG offer
3: so October is our big month it's national disability employment awareness Month, and sometimes we call it NDEAM you know again those acronyms right Um, (laughs) so uh, October is our big month Um, and so you know, this month we we have several different events. We have a, an event every single week. Um, you know, starting off with we we had uh, we had Virginia Moore, who is the um, you know sign language interpreter, um, our ASL interpreter for the governor in Kentucky. Um, she came on early on and. Um, in october and uh, just a a plug you can go to go uh, access nrg and we have that recording um, there to where you can watch that Uh, we've had several different events and i know we still have a couple more we've had a down syndrome panel last week and i know this week we have we're we're partnering um with uh with the the wnrg and the um, caregivers nrg um for a breast cancer breast cancer panel um in addition we've had some behavioral health um, meetings, and I feel like I'm missing one more, right, Matt? I think we had another one.
4: Uh, yep, mental health and nutrition. Mental we also did an ADHD. Well.
3: ADHD, yep, yep. Those are some really great ones. And so October is our big month. Um, outside of that, we, we, on a regular basis, we have speaker series events where we, you know, we pick a topic based on on something that our, our, uh, our members want to hear. Um, and, and we try to plan those out each year. Uh, we also have a monthly support group. Um, and then in addition, we have town halls. Um, this year we had a movie night, um, which was really cool, you know, to do on Zoom. We were trying to do something to engage our members, um, as well as those CBTs, those computer-based training. We have a couple of those out as well.
1: So, Matt, do you have anything to add?
4: Yeah, you know, to Carrie's point about trying to plan out um, as as much as we can in advance, you know, and the unfortunate part about COVID is is not being able to kind of get together. You know, one of the big things uh, for NRGs, I feel, is being able to kind of see each other face-to-face and, you know, network and connect, uh, spend some time together doing, you know, a a community initiative. Sometimes we've done a couple of those. Um, But what we kind of realized from not only our our annual survey we do every year of our members, but also with COVID kind of hitting, mental health really kind of rose to the top from our, our NRG radar. Uh, we do have a mental health sub team that our, our vice president, Rachel runs, uh, and she does a great job with that and her and her team. And we, we really, as, as soon as kind of COVID hit and everything started shutting down, Put, put mental health as a priority um, so we, we did a number of we kind of really focused on that um, from a mental health perspective to get as much information as we could out there um, provide any EAP information you know just to educate to, to Carry's original point you know make sure we educate our, our members and make sure that they're they're okay at home you know with everything that was going on people mm-hmm. you know homeschooling and being locked mm-hmm. down and, and all those types of situations. We, we really wanted to focus on the mental health aspect in the beginning of the year, and then hopefully kind of bring a little a little levity and a, a little more feel good towards towards October and, and, and Deem as Carrie said towards the end uh, to, to kind of raise awareness there. But that, that's where we kind of focused when, when everything started shutting down because we felt that's that's where our focus was needed and that's where people were kind of craving some information. Mm-hmm.
0: Well and to add on to that education piece, um, could you both share with us some ways for us as Humana Associates to be more inclusive and advocate for others with disabilities? The, thing, the first thing that pops into my head about that is we have a disability etiquette CBT
3: um, that I, I think if, if you're looking to start off with something, I, I would suggest that you start off with that. Um, you know just the, the different language that, that People would like to hear versus, uh, you know, some. Some language that they don't often um, get to hear. So I would start off with the the disability etiquette. We have a CBT out there for that. Um, In addition, if if anyone would like us to, um, you know, we do a, a, you know, sort of an in-person type of uh, this is about our our NRG, um, um, and we go over some, uh, you know, a bit of disability etiquette as well. So um, feel free to reach out to us, and and we would love to come and you know share on your team, um, you know, any sort of information that you would like to know about access.
4: You know, the, the one thing I'll say around that, um, you know, t- to that point about the, the CBT and learning, is be curious, um, ask questions, you know, be, be inquisitive, come come at it from that perspective. Um, anybody who has a disability or has somebody in their life who's dealing with a disability, um, I, I had a friend, um, my, my leader actually, his, his son has epilepsy, and his doctor actually told him. Um, Give it, a, give it a year or two, you will become an expert on epilepsy and you will probably know more than I do as a doctor about epilepsy. Because if you have somebody in your life who is going through autism as Carrie is, Down syndrome as, as I go through, depression, those types of things, um, you're, as, as a family member, are probably gonna become an expert in it. So you have a wealth of knowledge that, prior to my daughter having a diagnosis of Down syndrome, I would not have known. I I have learned so much about Down syndrome and the Down syndrome community that I was not even touching the ice—you know—the tip of the iceberg, so to say. So these people who are dealing with this are are experts in each of those fields, and. I I don't don't want to speak for everybody, but more often than not, if you ask them a question, you come at it with a curious, inquisitive mind, just wanting to understand and know more, people will spend all day with you and answer all your questions and give you that perspective. And I think that's the most powerful thing, if you come from a curious perspective and ask questions, um, I'd be more than willing to to answer all those questions and and help you understand what somebody else or somebody else's family might be going through.
2: And that kind of leads us into another question: Is can you help to define what an invisible disability is?
4: Yep, an invisible disability is anything um, that I shouldn't say anything, but uh, it's going to be something that is not readily known. Um, depression is depression. Anxiety, anxiety does manifest itself in a couple ways. So you you might see somebody who might be struggling or or, or having some issues. Uh, But an invisible disability is something that's not readily um, known to somebody just just looking at you. Um, Migraines is another one. You might not know somebody suffering with a migraine until they put their head down on their desk or turn their light off. I used to have an associate who, as soon as her light flipped off, I knew she was having a migraine day. And then I would get up and go over to her and say, do you need to, you know, go sit in a quiet room? Are you good? Do you need anything? Do you need to, you know, use your FMLA and go home? And, you know, more often than not, she would just say, you know, I, I just need it, you know, quiet, I need the lights off, I need to keep it down, and I should be able to get through it. You know, taking my medication, those, those types of things. So it's it, it's not being readily aware to, to somebody just by looking at you. Carrie, a, a, anything else you want to add?
3: No, I mean, invisible disabilities is probably you you probably just don't even notice, like a lot lot of times you'll see people that are parking in that handicapped spot and and before you judge anyone just know that that person may or may not hopefully may have a invisible disability. I I have rheumatoid arthritis but unless you see me walking with a cane you would never know it Um, and so um, it's just different things like that 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 you you know if you just because you don't see someone in a wheelchair doesn't mean that they're not um, you know handicapped or have a disability.
1: And that's true. I'm glad Thank you, you pointed that. that out because a lot of time, just for that, because we, um, in a building we uh, used to be at in Louisville, it's called the Blankenbaker Building, and we happen to have um, the, the um, uh, reserve spots right in the front of the building. And, and you would have to wonder sometimes, right? You know, and you, um, so I appreciate you saying that because you don't know, or I didn't know what uh, it could be that they had that invisible disability that I was not aware of, was they hopped out of their car and, and I parked far away, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So thanks for sharing that.
0: Well, as we're winding down our time together, um, are there any questions we maybe didn't cover or do you have any other questions for us? Uh, for me, I just want to say, you know, thank you for, uh,
3: you know, really allowing us some some time to share about our, our NRG and give a little a little backstory and, and, and answer some questions. And if anyone is interested in, um, you know, joining the NRG, again, you can go to Go Access NRG, um, and or if you just want to, to be involved some more in it, um, we have some other opportunities with our subcommittees and ambassadors, or just you know involved in our on our buzz page that, that we post on.
4: So, yeah. Matt? I say to Carrie all the time, you know, uh, and I'll, I'll be selfish with this question because I, I, I really follow the women's NRG because you guys have been around so long and you guys are kind of on the cutting edge from an NRG perspective. So, I, I would, would we try to follow what you do as, as much as possible. Um, so, I'll be selfish and I'll ask what, what are you guys doing to engage your membership? Um, during this time of COVID when we can't get together. You know, we talked about, you know, not being able to do the IND days and get together. Um, how, how are you guys in, engaging associates and your, and your members during this time to, to keep them engaged and driving forward through your NRG? Yeah,
2: I can take that one. Um, so part of what we've done is really taken our ambassador group and, you know, it organically shifted into a work at home ambassador group. So really, relying heavily on those ambassadors to think more from a work-at-home perspective in terms of engagement and culture, and they're doing a fantastic job. I, I mean, I think we've all just had to shift our thinking, even for those of us that are used to working at home. Like Carrie said, I mean, I don't, I hardly remember what it was like to go into an actual building. Um, so, I think the ambassadors have been a great sort, resource for us. Um, we had really started to make sure that all of our events were work-at-home friendly prior to COVID, Um, so most of what we offered could be accessed um, virtually, everything we offered could be accessed virtually. And then the other thing that we figured out was that we had our first town hall from a completely virtual experience. So we used to actually go up on the stage in the tower and kind of film it and have people live in the audience. And the consensus was that the fully virtual approach actually worked much better than even being in person. We felt like we had better engagement from folks across the country and, you know, it's just an easier experience. So I think a lot of what's occurred over the past couple of months is going to continue no matter where we land with going back in the office because we are such a, you know, uh, it's a varied group of folks whether they're, you know, actually physically in a building or or um, you know, working from their home. So. Lots, lots of learning this year. I will say. Does that help?
4: Yes, it does. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and thank you, by the way, for that compliment. Um, you know, we really, we really appreciate it. And it's been a really good year to also collaborate across the energies. So, like, we're all kind of moving, moving in motion together, which has been really wonderful.
1: Well, this has been fantastic. Was there anything else that we? Ms. Carrie, Matt, uh, anything else that you would like to add? I'm glad that you shared how folks can get more involved um, by joining your goal slash, they can go on goal slash access NRG, and I assume submit a form?
3: Yeah, there's different links out there
0: about how you can um, get more engaged or just contact us, yeah.
1: Fantastic.
0: Sure, I am more than happy to take that one. Well, thank you so much, this Human Life podcast listeners. We appreciate you joining this week. And a very special thank you to our ACCESS co-presidents, Carrie and Matt. We will catch you next week. Thanks again.